welcome to Boards and Roses, a podcast about how we use stationery in our everyday lives. I'm Miranda from Have It Grows Writes. And I'm Chelsea from Those With Words. Welcome to episode 15. Yay, episode 15! Chelsea, Chelsea, I was just telling you that I finally got my stationery desk cleaned and my mm-hmm. cat Ari keeps jumping up and sitting on my desk right in front of me when I'm trying to journal and it's it's a big bummer because I've been trying <laughs> to get it like Instagram ready. I want to share it. It's like a closet that's a nook just for stationery. It's, really it's a cool. really cute corner. Thanks. How How's stationery been for you? Have you had time? I know obviously a few episodes ago we were just talking about how busy we are. But have you had much time to journal and get back into things? I know you've had a shift off of streaming, but you've gotten mm-hmm. into YouTube. Mm-hmm. I have, yeah. And um, it's been fun to, you know, channel my creative energy into something different. Um, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I had to stop streaming because of like ongoing internet issues. So that's not super fun, but I'm kind of, you know, trying to make the best of it. And yeah, it's been pretty enjoyable. And I've been catching up on journaling here and there, maybe like once every couple of days. Sometimes I don't touch my weekly journal for like the whole week because there's just a lot going on right now. Mm -hmm. But when I do get back into it, because I've pared down my setup, it's actually quite easy to catch up. So that's been really nice to know that like, yes, I made the right decision last year to try and really pare it down to the ones that really work for me this year. So it's been very like low pressure. I don't feel stressed at all about, you know, oh no, I'm so behind, you know, on my pages or anything. So that's been good. That's great. Yeah, I think uh, my setup's also been going pretty well. I really like having my thinking of you of just decorating it each week. And um, when I'm ready, just sitting down with it and scribbling a few words and then moving on. So mm-hmm. um, I do feel bad, though. I haven't really touched my Hobonichi. <laughs> He's six, day free. But that's okay because it's day free. No mm-hmm. pressure. It's day free, yeah. And okay, you can then. journal about, you know, certain events as much as you want to. And maybe you'll go to something one day and be like, wow, this thing I just went to is amazing. And I'm going to fill up like five pages about it because exactly. it's day free. Exactly. That's true. Uh, speaking of events... There are some major things going on in your life, Chelsea, and I'm very excited to hear about them. And it's related to travel, which is also about mm-hmm. this episode. <laughs> and so, but <laughs> before we get into that, though, let's talk about our journaling prompt response. So last week's was yours, Chelsea, right? Yeah, so the prompt from last time was, where would you like to go traveling next, whether it's local, domestic, international, etc.? And what do you want to do there? I was just really curious about you know, um, where people had in mind. Again, um, doesn't have to be like a grand big destination or anything, but just wanted to hear about people's travel plans. So where would you pick, Miranda? If I could go anywhere, I'd really love to go to New York City. That's my big goal. I only went mm-hmm. once for work and it was an overnight trip and then I left. So it was like really quick. I just got in, had dinner with a friend, got up next morning, got a bagel, did my work event, and then went to the airport again. So it was so quick. I basically didn't get to see anything. Um, and I really want to go to Yoseka. I want to go to Nico Neko. I just want to go to the museums. I want to mm-hmm. go shopping. So there's just so much to do there. And I'd really love to go. Um, I, I think that's still a little far away off, though, just because, you know, budgeting, saving, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so in the meantime of a more like actual attainable trip, I'd like to go to Monterey, California and go Yay. visit the aquarium because Monterey has a beautiful aquarium and it's quite famous. Mm-hmm. 
I went in 2015 and it was just lovely and I want to go back. That's an awesome destination. Um, actually, both of those places. And I actually haven't been to the Monterey Bay Aquarium in years either. I can't remember even the year that I was there last. But yeah, it's a really beautiful place. And it's just really stunning. And it's a really like humbling experience in a way yeah. to just like go to such a lovely, you know, large, uh, well-maintained aquarium. So definitely hear you on that. It makes me feel like an Animal Crossing character. Oh, <laughs> like when you fill like up your, in the museum. Yeah, you fill up your, yeah. your little aquarium area and it's just big and beautiful. And they have like these massive tanks you can stand in front of. And mm-hmm. they have that Monterey Bay Aquarium mm-hmm. as well. And it's just, it's beautiful. Um, Chelsea, what about you? So aside from my upcoming trip to Japan, um, I would actually like to be a little bit more of a tourist in my own area. So the funny thing is, um, one of my cousins was here in the Bay Area not too long ago, and he was sort of asking me, he didn't really have time to travel this time around because he was here for work. But he's like, I would love to be back in the San Francisco Bay Area next time, just like as a, you know, for a fun trip. Do you have any recommendations? And I said, oh, the Palace of Fine Arts is so beautiful. And I was like looking it up and showing him photos and all of that. And then I came home after and um, realized that I actually don't think I've actually set foot there myself. It was just it's just more of like a place that I always recommend to people to go when there's really nice weather and it's stunning. So, um, but I've only seen it from a distance and I've never actually gone there to like take photos in front of it or like to actually be there in person, I don't think. So there's a lot of locations in San Francisco, even though I live in the Bay Area that I haven't really explored properly. So that's like one thing, you know, um, just an example of, you know, how I'd like to just explore more of San Francisco on its own. Yeah, there's so many like nooks to find too like there's mm-hmm. a whole book on just these weird hidden staircases that go to places um, oh wow yeah there's parrots like a flock of parrots you can go see they just they're just native to here they're just parrots uh which i i don't know it's like weird thing to say it's like but i think that'd actually be really cool to see it's like that's just a san mm-hmm. francisco thing and yeah there's yeah. so many things in this area that you can go find and see so I, I like that a lot. There, there are cool things. Mm-hmm. Go explore the area. Find the weird stuff. And not weird stuff. Because sometimes it's fun to be a tourist in your own city, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, yep. But speaking of tourism... <laughs> <laughs> you're going to Japan soon. I can't believe it. I mm-hmm. I just keep bringing out for Chelsea because I'm just so excited for you. <laughs> and I just keep screaming about it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm insufferable. But I'm so happy for you. Please don't be sorry. It was really sweet, actually, because we were chatting and catching up a bit before the episode, which we usually do. And Miranda told me, like, I actually wrote it down on my, like, little journal or, you know, like, that. oh, my gosh, like, she's leaving on this day. And (laughs) it's been really sweet to just, like, have so many friends be so excited for me. Um, Yeah, I hope I'm going to have a great time. I think I I think I will. I'm just, like, nervous, you know, because it's my first international trip and four years I think yeah Um, it's it's been a while yeah it's been a while and I've never been there before so that's another you know factor of things but I'm really excited yeah I think you're gonna have a great time but before you go you've got to pack Mm -hmm. and uh you got to pack some very specific things 
very specific stationary things because yeah. this is a well, stationary podcast so we gotta yeah, talk about ca- it <laughs> who cares about clothes we want to talk about what stationery we're packing for the trip obviously yeah i only care about clothes if you're intentionally trying to coordinate your outfits to your stationery like mm. does is your bag looking good with the planner that you're bringing did you coordinate your fountain pen as well do you have specific ink? No, just kidding, just kidding. I'm just thinking of like Job's journal because he's got like the stationary fits. He he's so stylish. Like he really does such a fantastic job pairing that. So if you guys if you guys don't know Job's journal, which I'd be surprised if he didn't, um, check him out on Instagram. He's just got really fantastic style and design, and also designed our logo. So you should know mm-hmm. Job. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, amazing. I immediately thought of stationary fits. So we're on the same wavelength. It's true. Um, But before we get into it, we want to talk a little bit about like the foundation of travel journaling and just kind of like what it is. Um, As you guys know, if you've been here for a bit, we try to get into like the nitty gritty of like stationary terms and ideas just for the folks who maybe are newer to the stationary community. And we want you guys to feel welcome here and to have some like good explanations of different sort of journaling methods and like differentiate it from scrapbooking and all that kind of stuff because they are different. Um, so Chelsea, what is travel journaling? Travel journaling to me is essentially memory keeping while you're on a trip, right? So for example, I will usually take a notebook and I'll fill it with photos, ephemera, and decorations that are specifically related to that trip. And I personally really like travel journaling, even though it's, as I'll get into it later, it's actually a lot of work and it takes a lot of time to do. Um, But I enjoy it because I love being able to look back at my travel journals and sort of relive the memories of the trips, you know, like everything I did, everything I ate, um, how I felt. I like to write about that too. Like I ate this dish and I felt like, I don't know. Um, really like, you know, the chorus of, you know, angels singing or something, you know, because it was so delicious or whatever, like just putting silly descriptions to things and talking about how I felt um, is really, you know, nice to read over again after a certain time. And um, yeah, so I mean, I really enjoy it. Again, it's it's a lot of uh, time that needs to go into it. But it gives me a different feeling to look back through a travel journal than looking back through my everyday, you know, memory keeping. Um, or just like even on my phone, because you have photos on your phone, you know, when you go on trips and you can scroll through those too. But something about flipping through the travel journal pages is really tactile. And I just really love that. Um, so I, I personally really enjoy it. But yeah, it's basically just keeping track of everything that you did to, I mean, to whatever detail level you would like to keep it at. I don't think it has to be like super granular or anything, Yeah. even if it's just like, a couple things on the trip that happened that you really want to remember someday at length and you just like focus on those things. I think that's, you know, amazing too. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, memory keeping your trips for me. Right. And I think what sort of differentiates it from something like scrapbooking, which I think is pretty popular with travel or like big mm-hmm. events, um, just because it is that moment to like buy a book of all your photos or something. But I think there's an emphasis on having a time or a space for like reflection or if, if, if even not just reflection, just like, as you said, writing about the course of angels when you ate that one thing of food, like you, <laughs> that's important, right? And it's like fun to have that. And as you said, having that tactile feel of opening a book that you put together of your memories is just really special. And I don't think we need to explain that to anybody, but um, I, I think having 
something like a traveler's notebook even is special with whether it's the short trip inserts or it's like the full book or if you have a specific notebook for just a trip depending on how long it is or whatever it may be um that can be really special as well because it's like this is the book dedicated to this one thing and it it is like that story of a moment in your life and it's just really cool to look at mm-hmm. for sure yeah i ha- have a confession to make I don't like travel journaling. <laughs> I I like the results, but I'm just not good at it. It really stresses me out. Um, we'll get into supplies a little bit later, but I find that I have a very little time to journal while I'm on my trips. And we, we've talked about this a little bit previously too, how there are techniques to sort of keep caught up on like notes and ideas of things that you want to put in um, maybe a travel journal or a diary or whatever later. Um, but I always feel like I'm playing catch up with my travel journaling. Like I've gotten to the point where certain times if I only print out say my Hobonichi like one or two photos and just kind of encapsulate some more quick notes about the day and like just decorate it, that's easy. But if it's a mm-hmm. full journal or like a TN insert, I have such a hard time having the motivation to actually keep up with it and get it done. Like even in my personal diary, I have some notes about when I went to go to Seattle to go visit my sister during the pandemic, or I guess it was like my first trip toward the end of it, like, or not toward the end, but in it when it felt safer to travel and I needed to go for something. And so I got to go see her and I decorated it, printed out the photos, pasted them in after I got home. And I did not do any writing. Just absolutely nothing. And I felt so guilty. So it's just one of those things where it can be really stressful to put it together. And I would like to be better about it. Like even now, I still have my notes from Halloween. I went to Disney and Universal with my friends. And I still don't journal about it. I have like a little bag of all my ephemera and Mm -hmm. like other things. still have it put it together. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Yeah. i mean it's definitely you know um not easy to journal while you're traveling i think i'm i'm jumping ahead again um which like we'll we'll get to all this later but definitely you know empathize when it comes to like there's just not a lot of time for journaling and that makes sense right you're out and about you're actually seeing things and doing things and you're not Mm -hmm. sitting at a desk all day with your journal like you know listening to something or um, you know, like you don't have all the time in the world to like really sit down and be intentional about what you want to put down on the page. So it's um, very much like um, on-the-go journaling, which I, you know, don't do the best job of. So I'm very much like a sit down at a desk and focus while I journal type of person. So when it comes to that, I think, you know, it, it's important to strike a balance. And first and foremost, you should be enjoying your trip, right? Yep. Um, and not necessarily worrying about journaling I also you know want to emphasize that too that's true um but when you do have intentions for travel journaling because I think there are times when I think if I'm on a trip I will journal depending on the trip itself and I think that's a pretty important distinction it's weird because it's like there's vacation and then there's travel right whereas like vacation I find it's harder for for journaling when it's travel to say go visit my family I'll bring like all my stuff because I'm going to get bored. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get bored. It's just like, <laughs> we, we like to take it easy or at least mm-hmm. I like to take it easy. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I just want to go like hang out with you in your living room. That's all. 
I don't need to go out. I just want to be here. And so like what I like to do then is I'll bring some things with me so I can journal like that. But that's different from like say going on a work trip where it may be a week long in a cool new place. And maybe I'll bring more there because, you know, at the end of the day, maybe I'll go back and um, do something later. But we'll talk about that part in a minute. Let's first mm-hmm. talk about supplies. Um, so I guess I was kind of segueing to that. So it's if it's like a travel for family, I'll bring things like my, my kind of go-to are my diary because I actually don't bring other notebooks. I just bring my diary since it's only me using it. I usually have a lot of thoughts whenever I'm visiting family. Um, and then I bring which is A6, and then I bring like a little sticker book. I have these Sumiko Garashi stickers, and it's just really cute. It's like three or 400 stickers per book, and they're just nice to have, and they have a lot of different emotions and like holiday themes, and those tend to just be really nice to pop it in my bag and not have to worry about any other bits to bring. And then I usually have like my, um, which is now put in the standard lineup, my traveler's notebook, B-sides and rarities is not a rarity anymore. It's just a little <laughs> small passport size sticker book. And I usually load that up Woo-hoo. before I go. Yeah. Yay. We were just talking yeah, about that. I know. We had just talked about that on the other episode. So we were really excited to see that Traveler's Company brought the sticker um, release paper insert into their quote unquote A-size or, you know, just their regular lineup. Super exciting. Sorry. Side track. Yeah. No, yeah. That and the accordion insert, which is really cool because they're they're such unique places to play mm-hmm. and good for travel. Um, so I'll bring those and then at least three pens, if not more. So usually something for a header and then two like other for just like standard writing. So just to give myself some options for colors or whatever it may be. But yeah, yeah, so very simple. Again, depends on where I'm going. But if I want to do actually some journaling, that's usually what I'll bring. Um, Chelsea, I need you to get us into the nitty gritty. You have mm-hmm. packed for Japan. What I are have. you bringing? <laughs> I'm bringing a couple of fun things, but I'm also trying to keep it more light and manageable. Mm-hmm. So first of all, um, this might sound super obvious, but I am bringing traveler's notebook, regular size, Um, I love bringing Traveler's Notebook on trips, not just for its namesake, but um, also because of the size. So um, I think most Traveler's Notebook users already know that the standard size fits those um, brochures perfectly. And then the passport size fits your passport. Uh, It's like that exact size. And so um, I really love that about it. Um, I also love the durability of the leather um, and it keeping all of like the travel refills and things protected. So um, Traveler's Notebook is my cover of choice when I travel. So I've got that and um, a travel insert and also the sticker release paper. Um, And then in terms of some of the essential supplies that I find are really important to me Mm -hmm. are actually some more travel sized items. So for example, um, portable scissors and like I have um, a glue stick from Tombow that's actually like a size of a pen almost. So it's not like a glue stick, but you can kind of twist it um, and then the glue comes out. Ah. So I have one of those and um, double-sided tape. I love bringing just like strips of double-sided tape on um, actually the sticker release paper (laughs) on on the back of that. because it's just really durable. Um, I don't have to carry, you know, like the bulky tape runners and stuff, which are perfectly nice to have when I'm home. But when I'm out and about and I'm journaling, you know, at a small desk at a 
hotel somewhere, it's a little bit hard to manage all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then occasionally I bring like a pencil and eraser for either writing notes or for doodling. Um, I bring a waterproof pen to like outline any doodles with. Um, a ballpoint pen just in case because you never know when you might just like need a pen that works on any surface which you know ballpoints are very reliable for that so I just bring one of those and maybe like a couple gel pens for actually writing if there's time Um, and I also bring a couple of like washi um, samples on like plastic cards or just like some PT tape and stickers but I'm actually not bringing too much this time around. Those are all in my um, sticker release paper. So it's all in like one place and I don't have too much like bulk um, traveling there. Um, But yeah, I try to pick like a couple things that are related to the trip itself. And so a lot of the, you know, samples that I'm bringing, stickers that I chose are like specifically for this trip. Um, Are are you going to buy... Are you planning on buying gel pens and such when you're in Japan? Like, are you going to intentionally leave them at home since you can just get them cheaper there? I mean, I think with Japan having such easy access to stationery, um, I guess I feel less worried this time about, you know, what I'm bringing or what I'm not bringing. Because if there's a couple things that I forgot, then I can always go out to a local store and hopefully be able to grab it. Um, But usually I do like to travel light. Um, And also for this trip as well, at least from what I'm being told, because this is actually my first time in Japan, I've never been there before. um, People have told me that I will inevitably gather lots of ephemera from the trip, whether it's like (laughs) the brochures or stickers. They also have like stamps at train stations and things like that. So I'm also lightening up on the decorative part a little bit because I just want to fill it with like the things that I am going to have access to when I'm there. So I think normally I would probably bring a couple of more gel pens of different colors. Maybe I'll bring, you know, more PET tape or something like that. But this time around, I'm actually carrying a pretty light load um, because I just want to gather stuff when I'm actually there. Yeah, that just makes a lot of sense. And I think... (sighs) I think everyone can agree that packing light and, and packing more while you're there is going to be what happens. And it'll be the best way to do it, too, since you'll <laughs> be able to get, you know, special gel pens of, like, the same colors, but, like, with a cool, unique body, whether it's, like, character art. Like, at the Pokemon Center, they have um, Zebra Sarasa there that are, like, Pokemon-themed. What? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Like, I have a few. I have one or two of them that are... It's just, like, a black pen, but it's Pikachu body, and it's, like, special. So there's definitely things like that I think you'll find just while you're out and about that'll be a nice special addition to your collection without being too big of an investment, honestly, which is really nice. That is such an adorable thing that I did not know about. I, I This is also a, a thing. This I'm getting sidetracked again. But every time I talk to friends about, you know, oh, these are the things that I'm thinking of buying or like these are the places that I'm going to, they inevitably tell me something that I did not know. And then I have to add it to my list of things <laughs> to see or to do or to eat or buy, you know, what have you. So I'm going to probably write that down as well after this recording. Because that's you're, really cute. You're going to find a lot of just great surprises. And that's, I think, one of the best parts of traveling to a place that has 
so much stationery. I would say things we love. It's like, well, that's true of a lot of places, but this specifically mm-hmm. has a lot of great stationery and options for that in a really accessible way that's just not seen in a lot of places. Like, honestly, it's kind of weird that we live in the Bay Area and it's so hard to find good stationery shops. Like, it's just not really a thing here. And there's a few, which is more than a lot of places, honestly, but it's still a bit of a bummer. But then you go to Japan and it's just everywhere. It's incredible. Yeah, because for uh, um, for me here too, I mean, there's Mido in San Francisco and like there's Japantown and it's really awesome. Um, I don't take that for granted. Oh, they yeah. have a lot of really good things. But for me personally, because I'm like a little bit further away from San Francisco and where I live, it has to be like a very intentional day trip to right. go there and to like meet someone or to like eat there and then shop or, you know, what have you. Um, whereas again, from what I'm being told, I can just kind of like walk out the door and there's stationery everywhere. Honestly, so just go to convenience be... store. Like <laughs> it's there. It's, it's not even, I'm not even kidding. And I will say things like Target and Walmart are honestly getting better about their stationery selections mm-hmm. as Zebra, Pilot and other brands just have more options but it's different when you can buy the single pens that you want in different gel colors and they have the newest tech and you go to maybe a department store and there's just rows of pens. It's just, it's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. It's just, I know it's dramatic, but you get there and you're just like, wow, I'm going to cry. I'm so yeah. excited. Please cry. Um, <laughs> um, I did want to ask you something really quickly about the mm-hmm. essentials you're packing. You said you're bringing scissors with you. How do you pack those? Because I feel like a lot of folks, before they travel, that's the one thing that, you know, I'd be inclined to leave at home. Do you just check them or do you have scissors that you've been able to get through security? That's a great question because I, the ones that I'm bringing are the Kokuyo scissors that you can kind of like slide out and they look like a pen. And Mm -hmm. the blade size is actually quite small and they're very blunt as well at the top. So I've been able to travel with these through um, TSA. Um, for those of you not in the U.S., that's like our um, like security checkpoint um, at airports. And that's, you know, uh, we have an agency um, that checks for those things. And I've been able to get them through TSA just fine. But recently, I've actually heard from some other folks that they had to give theirs up at the checkpoint. So I might actually just separately check them in. Um, I don't really want to buy scissors when I'm there or like worry about that. Um, plus I'm, I'm probably not even going to use it that much if I'm being honest, because I love the look of those like torn edges that I like to do. So I'm just going to like, I'm mostly going to rip up ephemera. I don't think I'm going to use scissors for a lot of it anyway. So I'm probably going to check it in with some of my extra clothes just to be safe. Um, but usually in my past experience, it was fine. But then again, I haven't really traveled extensively in a while. So things might've changed a little bit. So before we get into the journaling part of this segment, um, I did want to ask, are you bringing an insert that's new with you or are you going to pick up things while you're there? And I know this is all very specific to your travels and this trip, but I just want to know, guys. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm using this time to catch up with Chelsea because she's going to go to Japan and then it's going to be really hard to talk to her because time zones... And I'm just excited. And I also don't want to bother you, but I can bother you on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bother at all. Um, But I am using the boarding pass insert. So I have the Travelers Airlines Travelers Notebook, um, the the blue one. um, And the one that came with that 
limited edition cover was the boarding pass like refill. And I just kind of set it aside for the time being because I was like, I want to wait for like a really special occasion to use this insert. Um, because at least to my knowledge, you can't purchase some of the, these like limited edition refills like separately. They don't always, um, you know, make them available um, separately. I think sometimes, I think rarely they are actually. Usually if it's a limited cover and a limited um, refill, it's just like in that, in and with that cover. Anyway, um, so I picked that out as something that I really want to use for this trip. And then there's a, I want to say small chance, but probably more like medium chance that I'm going to run out of space um, in that 64 page insert because, you know, there's just going to be like so many things to journal about and like paste into and I want to leave room for photos. So if I run out, then I am going to just buy an insert there because I am planning to stop by Traveler's Factory. So and if even if not Traveler's Factory, there's also lots of other brands and like companies that make that size. Um, in terms of refills and stuff. So I'm like, I'll just pick another one up if I run out of space. So that's my plan. <sighs> so nice. <laughs> yeah, the availability, I think, is going to shock me. Um, I'm probably going to be overwhelmed by the sheer amount and availability of stationery there, but I am looking forward to being overwhelmed, which is a funny thing to say, but that's how I feel. I'm so excited for you. And before, again, we move on, I do want to ask, because I feel like other people may have the same question. What's, is there one thing you're especially excited for to find in Japan? For stationery? Yeah, for stationery. So I'm actually going to be making my way over to um, Okayama and I'm going to be going to Kurashiki and actually going to the Superior Labor Kurashiki store. Um, that opened about a year ago. They're actually just about to celebrate their one-year store anniversary pretty soon, which is really exciting. And um, I'm only going to be there one night. So it's like a really quick trip um, to, you know, the small, beautiful, historical town of Kurashiki. And I am planning to get a custom traveler's notebook there because um, Superior Labor in their Kurashiki store, that's like the only really um, official like traveler's company endorsed and partnered location where you can get um, a custom traveler's notebook. So they like, you know, have a bunch of stamps, like pockets, um, patches and different things that they can add on to a new traveler's notebook that you purchase from their store. And that's what I'm planning to do. So that's a really special item that, you know, I wouldn't really be able to get um, customized in my own way anywhere else. And so I specifically made a, you know, plan to go to that store. And, you know, little did I realize that I'm probably going to be there a little bit after their like one year anniversary items are released which is also going to be really thrilling to see and potentially purchase but I would say the one thing that I'm like super super looking forward to is that whole customization process um I don't know too much about it I know some of the options from what I've seen on Instagram I haven't looked too much into it kind of on purpose actually because I don't want to over plan for it I kind of want it to happen organically when I'm there but yeah that is one specific item that I'm super excited about it's like keeping an element of surprise. I like that. Mm-hmm. 
Because I have a tendency to over plan. Um, that's right. probably not surprising to people who know me. Um, <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am a very much big planner. I want to know all the details and, you know, um, everything. But um, I think this time around, I'm trying to just kind of let things happen. Um, there are blocks, you know, in the days of our trip where we just kind of like left it open. Um, a lot of the times in the afternoon because. We want some time to be able to just like wander around and stumble upon random things. And some of those are, you know, often the most like fun memories from a trip, I think. So in, in that same vein, I'm trying not to over plan my custom TN because <laughs> I don't actually don't know what all the options are. I don't know. I'm going to have to go and see what that's actually like. So really excited for that. Well, we're definitely excited to hear about it when you return. Mm -hmm. Um, but speaking of remembering the details and like leaving space for exploration and things, um, you had a very good next segment here for us, which is talking a little bit more about journaling while we're traveling versus when we're back at home. And I think that's a really hard thing too. And I kind of want to touch on how there are different kinds of travels, right? Like some things, you know, actually I would say journal about the work trip. It is actually pretty helpful. And I, I do come off of that saying earlier that I'm not a fan of travel journaling because it stresses me out. But one of the things that I've really loved, at least with how I've formatted like my ring planner, since I use the plotter Bible size, what I do is I kind of situate, or I guess more so reconfigure my plotter so that it has all my travel details. Like I put my itinerary in the front, I put my hotel information, all my flight information, my schedule for the studio that I'm visiting, if I'm going to a studio or if it's an event, um, I write down like maybe important meetings that I have. Uh, again, for context, I work in games media, so I do a lot of interviews. I get to play games and like ask developers questions about them and kind of get into a lot of that sort of work. And so with that, it is a lot of notes and preparing for something that's going to be rather active. And so afterwards, sometimes I'll go back to my hotel room and usually get ahead on working, but then also I'll just take some time to write a few notes about my day because I think it's just something that's very particular and I think it may be unique to my job and that I really like my job and I really enjoy what I get to go out and do and it is quite special like I get to go play games early so you know <laughs> not, mm -hmm. not, not something everyone gets to do and I'm, I'm very fortunate for that and it's a lot of hard work but also I don't want to forget like that that was my dream as a kid was to get to mm -hmm. do this and so I, I kind of want to sit with that sometimes so even though it is a work trip and it is really stressful sometimes and really busy I think it's good to still take a look back and like have that time to journal. And so I would say I actually journal more of that trip. And I said earlier as well, like family trips, if I'm going to go see family, I'll use it as an opportunity actually to catch up on old things. Like if I have uh, many times on my Twitch stream, like designed a page, printed out photos, put them on there. And I'm like, I'll write in here later. And then I never do. <laughs> That's like the perfect time to go back and write through it. So like if we're just watching a bunch of movies that I've already seen or something, I can just pull out my journal. Or if it's like the cool down time, um, I don't know how everyone's families do it, but I personally like having some time to myself when I'm visiting family, mm -hmm. like at night. It's like, all right, everyone, bye. I'm going to my room. Like just, you know, just like cooling out, you know, just getting some quiet time. And that's usually when I'll do a lot of journaling as well. That makes sense. And um, I actually love that you touched on the fact that when you were journaling about your work trips, that you'll actually take that pocket of time at the end of the day to just think about like, yeah, I'm like, 
you know, doing what I dreamed of when I was little. And that really touched me. I, I like made like a oh kind of face when you were talking <laughs> about it, because I think that's really awesome. And I love that despite the busy and hectic schedule of your work trips, that sometimes you deliberately take a moment of time to like reflect on that because I think that's hard you know when you're just like running around and you know interviewing people and meeting everyone and catching up with you know your um, industry colleagues and all of these things like it must be a lot um, that happens at those kinds of events so I love that you like take a little pocket of time to just like sit with yourself and write that in your plotter that's really nice yeah thank you um I guess Chelsea I want to hear from you too because mm-hmm. I also didn't get into like the travel travel like vacation travel so how how do you go about approach travel journaling do you prefer to journal while you're there like how do you organize your thoughts or maybe do you have like similar systems for like work travel versus family travel or yeah so I guess for me it's um, probably helpful to open up with the context that I don't really travel much for work because of what I do I'm much more on like the back end I'm a program slash project manager so a lot of what I do is um, not really front-facing. So, um, you know, there are other people on my team who are more front-facing and they'll, you know, go to events to, like, meet, you know, employees and stuff. Um, But for me, a lot of the work is, like, just kind of very autonomous and on the back end. So usually when I talk about travel journaling, I'm talking about vacation. And um, so in that context of things, I mentioned this earlier too, but try to journal and like actually stay on top of your travel journal when you're on vacation is um that's really tough um I'm so tired at the end of every day from exploring and walking around and honestly that's probably how I'm gonna be too in Japan where I'm gonna walk more in a day than I have in many years (laughs) and so um you know I'm just gonna be tired Um, so what I actually choose to do when I'm traveling or when I'm on vacation is I try to at least spread out the ephemera I got for the day. Um, because if I just like scrunch it all together at the end, I'm not going to know like what was for what. So, um, I like to designate, you know, certain pages, stick down a few things. Um, I have like a little post-it cutout that I carry with me when I travel journal. That's like the size of the photo that I print out at home. Oh, so right. I kind of like to like draw outlines of that and say like, I'm going to put this photo here, like in pencil, just so I remember when I get home later. Um, so I'll do those kinds of things, but I don't actually do a lot of writing when I'm on the trip. Um, like I just mentioned, I like to print the photos back at home. So I just kind of make space for that. And then I write that. But other than that, I don't do a ton of like writing about how I felt or anything. Um, I do try to take notes, whether it's on my phone or on a piece of paper somewhere, um, just to kind of like write about, you know, the funny things that happened that day that um, I didn't really predict or like something that I really, you know, laughed at or brought me joy that day. Um, I kind of like to write about that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess there are times when we get to stop at a cafe when we travel and, you know, that's always fun and that's like a deliberate, you know, slow um, travel kind of thing to do. Um, Just kind of to sit there with coffee and with your notebook and um, writing it or like sticking more things down for a little bit. It's actually one of my favorite things to do while traveling. So hopefully I'll get um, some little time to do that here and there too. Um, But when I'm back home, I think that's where actually a bulk of the journaling happens where I basically try to finish the refill as soon as possible 
If I sit on it too long, for me personally, I have a really hard time getting back to it um, if I just let it sit. And if I don't finish, like as close to the trip as possible. Um, so I, you know, first prioritize the photos. And once the photos are printed, it actually becomes a lot easier because I just place them where I wanted to. And then I also have my entire stationary collection at my disposal when I'm home. So I'm like much more comfortable working in the space that I'm usually used to instead of, you know, like small, uncomfortable hotel desks or like random, you know, like I've tried journaling on the plane. It's like, it's not oh, a thing no. that I like to do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard for me. I know other people do it and I find it really inspirational. Um, I personally find it really hard to journal on like airplanes and trains, basically just like when you're in transit, I have a I really hard time with it. I just don't want people to look at my journals, which is weird to say. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's different when I'm, like, streaming and saying, I want you to see this versus mm-hmm. this is just the person next to me. They're going to ask you. They might ask me questions. I don't want to talk to you. I, I'm sorry <laughs> if that's rude, but I just want to get through this flight, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. So um, a lot of the bulk of the writing happens at home for me. And I just dedicate time to it on a regular basis as best as I can until the travel journal is done. I Um, will say one mm -hmm. of the worst feelings is when you're journaling, like if you're journaling on the go or out and about somewhere and you have like a perfect sticker back at home that would just like... Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like the chef's kiss element of the spread. And you're just like, okay, do I leave space? Do I just wait? It's just... I don't know. It tears me up. It makes me really stressed. I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have definitely had those moments. Um, What do you usually do? Do you actually wait? Do you like write on it or something and like wait until you get back home? Are you just like, ah, whatever. Like, I'll just, yeah, I'll remember when I get home or. Yeah, I know we talked about this previously, too, when there's no on our Mm -hmm. episode, when there's no time for journaling and kind of the same thing. I'm usually too tired. Like my example is the Disney trip, right? I basically just brought a little notebook where I could just jot down a few ideas here and there. Um, I find that it's really hard to keep notes actively when we're traveling with other people just because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm really engaged and I'm focusing on them and not on me taking my notes. Um, So I kind of just rely on photos to help tell the story if I didn't write something down specifically at the end of the day. And that's kind of where I do it. Then I also to prefer to journal at home if I get to it. Yeah, yeah, that makes Maybe. sense. And yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot. Um, yeah. Travel journaling, and and that's something I I know I've said multiple times in this episode, but it's something I just want to really mention is that like I just don't want people to feel bad that they don't travel journal or something, you know, like because that's like a big element in the stationary community, and it's something that I personally love and I choose to put time into doing, but. It's a lot of effort and especially if you're trying to do that one thing you said, which is like, ah, oh, I have this like one sticker and then like you're digging through your collection and you're just like working on, I don't know, like a fourth of a page or something, you know, and so <laughs> and you're like spending like 10 minutes looking through your stationery collection to find that one thing that you're thinking about. So um, it can be very time consuming and like not everybody has the time or leisure to be able to do that. And so I want to acknowledge that as well. Um, You know, I'm very fortunate enough to um, have the time right now at this stage of my life where, you know, I can travel journal and um, I'm just trying to enjoy it as much as I can. So before we wrap up, what's the oldest travel journal you have? 
The oldest travel journal I have is a Pacific Northwest trip from, I think it's like fall of 2017. Um, that's when I actually started journaling in 2017, um, spring of 2017 with like creative journaling and stuff in my Hobonichi um, spring start. And then I got my Olive Traveler's Notebook that summer and I took it with me for the first time to um, Portland and Seattle. And um, I still have it. I looked back on it the other day, actually. I was like, oh my gosh, man, my style has changed so much. And um, I made a pocket for the first time on that trip using a brochure from like a museum that we went to. And yeah, it's just lots of fun memories. And I was reading through it and discovering like, oh yeah, like I did go here. Oh yeah, I did eat this. Like that was a really good time. So um, I would say that's my oldest. So that's what... Um, Five and a half years? Wow. I guess it's wow. been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I have... I Actually, it's kind of a diary, but also technically a travel journal. I got... Mm-hmm. So I really liked getting notebooks for specific things when I was growing up. And my parents were really sweet and they would get them for me too. Um, and I have one from when I was a senior in high school, which I forget technically which year that is... 2010 <laughs> we all have to think back on it now folks <laughs> i don't know anyway it's I okay look it up. i have to i'd have to look it no up. it's fine it's fine i hate math guys um but um <laughs> i was like wait how old am i what year, what year did i graduate college um anyway i went to the uk and that's the oldest one i have but the worst part of it is I wrote it all in pencil. And so oh. I feel like I need to go over it, but also I don't want to go over it because it's like, that's my little me handwriting and I don't want to mm-hmm. like ruin it, but I'm just hoping it stays stays good. So yeah, cool. and it's actually, falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> graphite can actually be really, um, what's the right word? Like Pretty durable, not, I guess. Yeah, pretty yeah. durable in terms of like how long it can last actually. So I think you might be in good hands there, even if the maybe the binding or the <laughs> pages are, are kind of falling apart and not staying together. But that's yeah. a really sweet um, memory. And I love that you have something from that far back. Yeah, it's kind of funny to look at because it's like, oh, teen Miranda. Just <laughs> You're so silly. <sighs> but yeah. Yay, mm-hmm. yeah, and now we'll have another cool travel journal coming up from a very special trip. Mm-hmm. We're so excited to hear about it. Yeah, um, that one is going to potentially, like, burst open with just, like, too many things. So we'll see how um, we'll see how chunky that TN insert can get. We'll see. We'll figure yay. it out. And hopefully it will lead to a chunky Words and Roses episode starring Chelsea <laughs> and her Japan trip. So... Folks, please, I, I, I asked her, and Chelsea said yes, that she would give us a nice recap of her adventures. So Yay. thank you in um, advance. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you in advance for having me, because I'm going to be chatting everybody's ears off um, in the next episode. <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, speaking of the next episode, let's get to our journaling prompt. Um, so this one's for me, and I wrote, or I guess my question would be, if you could bring a journaling buddy with you anywhere, what would it be? Would it be, or like, who would it be? Would it be a person? Or would you prefer like a stuffed animal or a figure? Is your journaling buddy like a pen? And I kind of want to think about this. Like I, maybe this is just, this is probably just me and a few others similar to me, but I really like having little buddies 
for things. So whether it's like a figure, like, you know, those blind box figures that are just super cute. Like Mm -hmm. there's just so many of them. I have these ones that are called space babies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they're just really good journaling buddies. You just, you know, put them on the table and they're just, they're just hanging out with you. Or whenever I go to E3, I take like a, what's my call it um a little pikachu figure with me just because it's mm-hmm. it's like a big gaming event that's really busy and it's like my source of strength and so journaling buddies could be something different my journaling buddy is different don't worry i didn't answer the question already. <laughs> but but just some examples or of course it could be a person if like there's a buddy like an actual human buddy for you <laughs> that you yeah. just want to go anywhere to journal with um i guess that's that's my journaling prompt awesome that's a really fun one thank you for sharing that yeah, maybe you could do both. The buddy as a human, but also as a little thing. Or maybe a pet. Well, maybe not a pet, because pets are destructive with journaling. Ari. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ari, but why? <laughs> anyway. Um, that'll be it for us this this episode. Um, we'll be back in a month. So I realize that's a long time, but we're going to take a break from next week. So, or not next week, the week after. So when we would usually have an episode, we'll be taking it off as Chelsea is on her trip. Mm-hmm. So apologies in advance for um, the belated episode 16, but hopefully when I'm back, um, I'll be, you know, able to share fun stories with everyone um, and talk about, you know, the inevitable stationary adventures in Japan. So excited for you. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. Yeah. And in the meantime, of course, you can find us on Instagram. And that's going to be at Words and Roses is for our podcast. And if you'd like to share your journaling prompts or just anything else with us, you can do hashtag Words Roses prompt to uh, share the prompts that you've maybe filled out from past episodes. Um, other than that, you can find me at Havoc Rose Writes on Instagram. Yes, that is where I use that tag. And then you can find me on Twitter at just have it grows. And you can find me at those with words on Instagram and um, now on YouTube. Wonderful. And with that, we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.